Welcome into One and Done Radio. Uh, wherever you are, however you're listening, thanks for making One and Done Radio a part of your day, whether it's on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podomatic, and iHeartRadio, and other, again, other outlets out there as well. Again, thanks for making One and Done Radio a part of your day. So, big time episode again. As I mean, every episode's big, but this one's big. Like I had Bob Ryan again calling in, talking NFL football. It's a great interview. You don't want to miss it. Then I give my week eight picks after another successful week in week seven and a record overall of 62, 25, and one. I try to continue my winning streak. And finally, I end the show talking about the Wisconsin Badgers situation and the Big 12 and how we just have to be prepared for anything that happens at this point. All that on the show. Let's go. All right, joining me now is Bob Ryan, longtime Boston Globe writer, author, everything. I, a man that needs no introduction, but I always give it every time. Thanks for joining me, Bob Ryan, to talk some NFL football with me today. Okay. Given everything we've seen from the NFL, you know, with postponements, moving of schedules, the mask mandates, all that stuff, how do you think the NFL season has gone so far? On the field, uh, there's been a lot of talk about people are buzzing about all these quarterbacks, particularly the young quarterbacks, the mobile quarterbacks, uh, and uh, the MVP discussion, which includes a couple of uh, octogenarians, if you will, you know, since Brady has suddenly re-entered into that discussion. So on the field, uh, I, I, fine. Uh, the the, it's the question, of course, is the whole COVID thing, and, 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 and the, in, the, in the end, will the team that stays the healthiest win? I hope it does not come down to that, but it, may, it very well may come down to that. We don't know. And um, uh, I think the NFL uh, went in uh, bullheaded with this uh, because they're the NFL, and by God, they were going to get it done. And uh, never, you know, and, and the idea, well, if we have to play any night of the week or every night of the week, uh, we're going to get it done. And uh, I understand that, uh, you know, the, the, the desire. Uh, and it's, they're lurching around and hoping and against hope that, that things don't happen such as happened last night in, in uh, Arlington uh, with, with a player being pulled in the middle of a game, or not the middle, but near the end of a game, uh, you know, kind of stuff. What, what if something like that were to transpire in the third quarter of a, of a contested game between two good rivals in football? It's not inconceivable. You know, that, as long as they're ready for stuff like that. But uh, America wants football. America wants this league, and I'm sure a lot of people are happy that they would love to have a game every every night. <laughs> like tonight, there's nothing to watch tonight. This first, I, I've been I've been binging myself since the beginning of bubble baseball, bubble basketball, bubble hockey, and 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 now football. And and uh, there is literally nothing. I'm going to have to act like a normal person. What else, what else has been going on? <laughs> That's a very good point. I heard something about an election. I did hear about, about that. I'll have to bone up on that. Yeah, you'll have to turn on the news and yeah. <laughs> catch up on that right now. Um, but now, so I hope people understand I'm always hitting on that one. you got to be careful these days. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, no, you really do have to be careful what you say when it comes to... You have to, to be careful because people, you know... Well, anyway, that's just the world we're living in. Anyway, so that's it. I think the NFL is, is, is uh, lurching around and, and stumbling toward what they hope is a successful now, with the NFL season so far, what teams has been one, what team has been your biggest surprise, and what team has been your biggest disappointment in your eyes so far? Uh, the uh, disappointment. I mean, I didn't ever dream that the Cowboys would regress this much. Now, of course, the Prescott thing changed everything. 
but uh, they're 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 bad. Now, they're not Giants bad, but they're bad. I mean, the Jets bad, I should say. They're, the Giants would beat the Jets if I if they played. There's no question about that. But um, uh, Pittsburgh uh, should we, we should we be surprised? Pittsburgh has been hanging around, or, you know, and, and being contender and being a quality team uh, with. Uh, for 40 years. I mean, this this business of only having three coaches going back to which administration we have to talk about here. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm losing track. Nixon, I guess, um, is, is amazing. Uh, but uh, uh, other than that, um, teams that I think that we thought were going to be pretty good, of course, Kansas City. Uh, but Pittsburgh being undefeated the last standing, I think, is it's not something everybody saw coming. Now, you mentioned the Jets, and I personally, I think the weatherman is probably one of the few jobs out there that you can always be wrong and still have a job, but Adam Gase is kind of proving that point for me right now with the New York Jets. How does he still have a job, given that Bill O'Brien's been fired, Dan Quinn's been fired? How does Adam Gase still have a job right now? In any of these circumstances, it all comes down to the fact that that, uh, the coach has a constituency of one. Or maybe two, depending on the power that the GM has, as opposed to how hands-on the owner is. So one or two is the constituency that matters. And so far, uh, Mr. Johnson, uh, Chris John, has has supported Adam Gaze. He, he gave him the I won't say the official, dreaded, historically uh, an ominous uh, vote of confidence, unquote. But he supported him a couple weeks ago. Uh, as this thing continues to, to, to go on. And, and they do some of the things they've done, like get four yards in the second half of offense. Uh, he might not make it to the finish line, but uh, that's it's, it's up to the owner. Has so far publicly supported him. Uh, everything you hear from the media that, that knows this team, uh, that the players don't want to play for him, uh, and you know that's so. I don't know. Um, I mean. So that's what you have to understand. All these things. Uh, the you're you're. The, the only match constituency that matters ultimately is the owner and perhaps the general manager. Now, sticking in the AFC East, I want to talk about the Patriots. And I know Tom Brady, you mentioned playing on an MVP-type level in Tampa Bay, now no longer with the Patriots, and now the Patriots have Cam Newton. Struggled last week, uh, was benched for Jared Stidham, who really did not look that much better. Do you see, I know Cam said that it's, it's his job to lose right now, do you see Cam finishing the season as a starting quarterback at this point? Yeah, I mean, it's a that's a tough call. Stidham has not shown in his brief flashes any any reason to to think that he would be much better. Uh, so uh, you got to go. Well, Cam will snap out of it. He'll he'll come back to some level of competence. You know, after week one, I said, boy, I'll take that fifteen more times, and I think they would have. I think anybody would have. That would have been good enough to win. And that suddenly that looked like a 10-6-11-5 kind of uh, performance. And of course, he's weak. then he got sick, and and we do not know uh, what the residual effects are for him uh, in, in that regard. How much his awful performances the last couple of weeks? The first one you attribute to not having a practice, okay, but uh, Sunday was was bad. It was awful, and uh, the decision making. You know, suddenly uh, there's a, we have a story in the Boston Globe today, uh, which touches upon the uh, quoting a doctor. You know, the residual effects of COVID and some of the times the neurological effects. And is it possible that uh, Cam has brain fog, quote-unquote? Uh, he, of course, vehemently denies that there's anything wrong with his brain or thinking powers right now. We don't know. I mean, naturally, he's going to deny it. Uh, is that possible? What reason why he's, he's, got, he's so indecisive? 
and, and, and just so hesitant. Uh, so that, I mean, I'm just throwing it out there that they have raised it. I, I, uh, it's been raised. I don't know, but all I know is he's been terrible. Absolutely awful. Uh, but, but Stidham has certainly no, no reason to get excited about Jared Stidham. Right, and this guy before Cam Newton, people were saying, well, he's probably the future. And at this point, it's looking like who knows what well, the future is for them at this point. You know, they're, they, uh, right, I mean, uh, they, they, you would, suddenly you're looking at them and saying, boy, if they were to, you know, bottom out and, and get the, a pick, a top pick, uh, you know, uh, they would be very much interested in the Trevor Lawrence thing. Uh, and, of course, what we saw at Justin Fields on Saturday, that first look was, oh, boy, there's a, uh, you know, he'd, he'd be with be somebody you'd be interested in. But they're going to have to be in the market for a quarterback. Now, we've seen some great rookies this year. We've seen Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. Those are just a couple guys that think off the top of my head. Who do you think right now is just your rookie of the year candidate based on their play? You know, even though they're not winning every week, Burrow has really lived up to it. I mean, suddenly you don't, you're not shocked if you see him throwing for 400. Uh, how about Metcalf? <laughs> yeah. How about Metcalf? Uh, that play... I mean, I, I got to digress. Uh, if they, he saved the touchdown, and if they had won the, you know, it, it could have won the game, you know, saved the game for them. Uh, I, I was present witness to the famous Ben Watson take uh, chase back in 06 in Denver, and which was the gold standard to this point of, of, of that kind of a play. But this was unbelievable. We, they charted them at, what, 22 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an amazing play. And plus, you know, his, his, but that's just a little subplot. I mean, he's a terrific receiver. But I would say, I'm trying to think, am I, am I forgetting somebody obvious all of a sudden? You know, Herbert. Herbert's in the discussion. Uh, boy, he has opened eyes very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, there, there's some, uh, and but I, I can't comment on defense right now, but I'll, I'll, we'll just talk about offense. Uh, those three names come to my mind, and, and but certainly those two young quarterbacks, uh, rookie quarterbacks, are, are at the front and center of the, in the discussion. Yeah, and Herbert thrown into action, not even by a bad play by Tyrod Taylor, just an injury. That I know, and caused by his team. The, doctor, the doctor doesn't screw up, he's not playing. Exactly. Because I doubt that Taylor would have played himself out of the job. He would have had to been Newton bad to do that, right? Yeah. And, and he, and he, and, uh, but what a lucky break for them. What an unfortunate break for Tyrod Taylor in his entire career. And you have to feel sorry for him. He did nothing wrong. But, but clearly Herbert is the, is the man they should be going with. Now, this weekend, we have Tua making his debut, and we kind of expected that Ryan Fitzpatrick was... Ryan Fitzpatrick knew this was going to happen eventually. It was just timing of it did not sit well with him and a lot of people as well. How do you... Yeah. Do you think the Dolphins handled it right, or was it just too soon to pull Fitzpatrick? How do you feel about that? The one thing we don't know, we never know, you know, how good did Tua look in practice? How, how, how impressive was he that they went, oh, boy, we got to get him in there. You know, um, I go back to, um, turns out that back in 01 when, when Bledsoe got knocked down out uh, and Brady stepped in, um, then we hear later on that year, well, you know, Bill was telling people, he, i got to find a way to get that kid in there kind of thing. You know, that was the, that was the narrative that we heard at the end of the old one season. Uh, I don't know if uh, Tua had reached that level of, in, in, in the practice that they, they realized or they felt that way. But certainly Fitzpatrick, his history is so uh, predictable. He'll, 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 he'll do well until he doesn't do well. And when he doesn't do well, it's an interception machine. Uh, but uh, I guess he had really clicked in that locker room, which he often does, uh, and they, they liked playing with and for him. They liked him 
uh, he said this is only the second time he ever felt like it was my team. The other time was in Buffalo. And uh, uh, it didn't say on the surface that he's the reason why anything was going, you know, why he's been more of a, much more of a positive than any kind of a drag on them. Uh, and um, I liked his reaction. It was so human. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he didn't sugarcoat it. You know, I'm hurt. Uh, this really hurts. And, and um, he wasn't afraid to say that. Um, my immediate thought was, they should send him somewhere so we could throw a touchdown pass for a record ninth team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Extend his record. Why not? Yeah, so, keep it going. Know, send him here. We'll t- I'll take him. <laughs> you know? I'll take him. And, and let him throw for a touchdown pass for a ninth team. But basically, we don't know. I mean, I, I'm actually, like everybody else who's a you know, football uh, sports fan, anxious to see Tua now and see what he has to bring to the table. Fitzpatrick's known as Fitzmagic for a reason because, like you said, he just has those spurts where he's just playing great, and then there's turnovers as well. So he just. I mean, his career, the arc is amazing, but the reason why he's on his eighth team to throw touchdowns because he's never sustained it. Yep. Uh, you know, never taken it, never sustained it uh, long enough to make people really want to keep him. But he's but he's tantalizing enough that somebody will want to take a take you know take him on. Uh, it's a it's an interesting career arc, it, and of course the extent of it is unlike anyone else ever. Uh, so uh, you know he's going to have he's going to be you know he's going to go down he's going to be remembered. You know I mean people you know we, uh, I'm never going to forget him. We're, we're going to remember him. He's going to have a niche. I, I, I'm sure he cannot appreciate that now, but uh, when he's done, uh, he'll find out. People are going to remember him as a, as an interesting case and, and you know an, an interesting little sub in football history. Last question, Bob, before I let you go, and this is actually one of our fans submitted questions. Uh, they asked, um, he, they, he literally said this, he said, I just can't figure out the COVID protocol, especially when the playoffs come around. How is it going to be determined if a game is delayed or not, especially when the playoffs happen? It seems to be quite controversial. Well, I don't know. Um, this is what the, the, the quandary that, uh, uh, that the league is uh, facing and uh, presumably that I would think you would like to think that they have outlined uh, had a very extensive uh, meetings and outlined uh, if, if if this then what scenarios and lots of them so that they shouldn't be caught off guard by anything that happens up to and, and including a uh, a, a positive test dropping on on M in in uh, the uh, warm-ups before the Super Bowl uh, as the trap positive test cropped up on Justin Turner supposedly dropped up during the game last night uh, and um, they, they got they, they have to be prepared for anything I mean uh, this is just the reality of this thing uh, that's all and uh, I mean we thought we had gotten a clean getaway in baseball and I mean how, how this, I didn't know about it I, until I got up this morning. Mm-hmm. I, I watched about two minutes worth uh, of celebration, and then I went to bed. And I didn't get up, know until I got up this morning what had happened. And uh, you know, I do remember that, that, that they, uh, Joe Buck and Smoltz said, well, "Why is he out? Why did they take him out? Is he hurt? Well, we got to find out." And they, they never even speculated. It. I mean, who could have? I don't think any. Do you think anybody was really thinking about sitting there watching home? I bet it's a positive test. Right. I don't think so. Yeah, anyway, game, yeah. uh, football's got to be prepared for anything. I don't know the answer. I can't answer your question. I, I, I don't know who can, you know, but so mm-hmm. hopefully some of those people in Goodell's office, they've, they, they've mapped it out and, and, and they're ready for it. And they've warned everybody that uh, every conceivable contender, the Jets don't have to be on a discussion, but they, they've warned every, every conceivable contender, you know, here's the deal. You get ready. Don't be crying when it happens. Anything can happen. He is Bob Ryan, longtime Boston Globe writer, and I can just go on and on for his accolades, but we'll probably be here all day. 
Pump, thank you again for taking the time to talk to me on One and Done Radio. You're welcome. Take care. So that was a great conversation with Bob. And again, Bob's got so many accolades and everything in his career. Like, it's just there's just no words to go and tell every single detail that what Bob Ryan has done. And you know, just to have a, a legend like him on the show, probably the biggest host I've heard, not the host, biggest guest I've had on the show. It's just truly remarkable, and I'm always thankful to have him on, and any guest to have on too, by the way. I don't want anyone to think that I don't care about my guests, because I do. I really do. I always care about my guests. Uh, so going into week se- uh, week eight picks, in week seven, I was 9-4. and four. My overall record now is 62-25-1. Again, I don't do spreads, but if I did spread, I, I think my record would be less. I'm not going to lie. I don't, I'm not that good at like picking how many points. You know, I just don't do that. So, but going into week eight, Thursday night matchup, Falcons and the Panthers. I'm going to go with the Panthers. I think they, I know they had some rough losses recently, but I'm still going to pay the Panthers. You know, they lost, again, they lost back-to-back games, but I'm going to take the Panthers to beat the Falcons. Colts versus the Lions. I'm going to go with the Colts in this matchup. I think them having the bye week, getting ready for this team, and the momentum, a little bit when that the comeback they had against the Bengals, again, it brings, I think it is, he found that Philip Rivers starting to throw the ball a lot more effectively. Again, the, the team gets healed up a little bit for a week. They might get Michael Pittman back as well. But, so I like the Colts in this one. Patriots versus the Bills. I'm going to go with the Bills. I think the Bills are, again, one, Cam Newton, as Bob Ryan and I talked about, one, Cam Newton is not playing effectively. And you just saw that against the Niners. I think the Bills are just ready to make their mark and show that they are the team now to beat in the AFC East. And they want to take down the Patriots and Bill Belichick. So I'm going to go with the Bills in this one. Titans versus the Bengals. I'm going to go with the Titans. And I know Joe Burrow, I think he's going to play great. But the team overall for the Bengals, and they just, they just traded Carlos Dunlap, the team overall for the Bengals is just not ready yet to even try and win some games. Um, but Joe Burrow definitely at least keeps them in the games and can, again, he's got that gene that you don't find in a lot of quarterbacks. As far as a rookie, I mean, he was named a captain of his team. So I like the Titans in this one. And I just, I don't know if it's going to be close or not, but I'm not going to be surprised if the Bengals fight based on what Joe Burrow brings to the table. Raiders versus the Browns. I'm going to go with the Browns in this one. I think that Baker Mayfield was, when he had it lighted up last week, he showed he did. Again, it is going to be, there was a Bengals defense, which is not that good. And I know the Raiders are a little bit better, but I'm still going to take the, um, the Browns in this one, led by Baker Mayfield. Packers versus the Vikings. I'm going to go with the Packers. Again, It's not that they're not that good of a team. They already beat the Vikings this year as far as the Vikings. And I just, I like the Packers to win this one. No problem. Jets versus the Chiefs. This could be a bloodbath. Uh, I'm not going to lie about that one. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs by a lot. That's it. Um, next, you got Dolphins versus the Rams. I'm going to go. Actually, I'm going to go with Dolphins. This is Tua's first game. I think Tua and is going to do pretty well for them. At this point, I know the Rams are doing pretty good. They have the momentum going, and they, they just beat the Bears, obviously, on Monday night. I just, however, I just think that the Dolphins are going to do something in two a time in his first start. 
Matchup probably of the week, Steelers versus the Ravens. I am actually going to pick Steelers. I think they have all the confidence in the world. Their defense is playing great. Their offense is playing effective. And I think they'll do really well because I think if you put Lamar Jackson into a shootout, he's not going to be able to throw the ball in the shootout. I've, just, I've always had the belief that right now Lamar Jackson is not ready to throw the football, so I am going to go with the Steelers. Chargers versus the Broncos. I am actually going to take... This is a good matchup, but I'm going to take the Chargers. Justin Herbert has been playing really good for the Chargers. He got his first win last week. He's been putting up great numbers for them. I like the Chargers. Herbert continues to get better and impress. I like the Chargers. Saints versus the Bears. I'm going to take the Saints. I think... They're going to go into um, Chicago. Again, this is at Chicago, but I think the Saints have enough on their side to actually go to Chicago and get a win. The Bears just continue to struggle a little bit on offense with Nick Foles. This is my thing with Nick Foles. I just don't see him as a guy as a long-term option. I just don't. But the Bears still have him as a starting quarterback, so I'm going to pick the Saints. 49ers versus the Seahawks. Another great game, but I'm going to go with the Seahawks. I just think they have the better team overall. Lost a close one against the Cardinals in overtime. Just an unfortunate pass on a disguised blitz by the Cardinals that led to the interception. So I'm going to pick the Seahawks in this one. That was the first loss of the season. I think they come back to Seattle and get the win. Cowboys versus the Eagles. Again, a terrible NFC East matchup. These teams are terrible. They're both terrible I'm, at this point, I got to go with quarterbacks, and I think the third-string guy for the Cowboys is starting that no one knows his name. I'm not even going to try and find his name or pronounce his name or whatever it is with his name. I'm not even going to bother, but I'm going to pick the Eagles in this one. Again, Cowboys, terrible defense. Eagles, got Carson Wentz, been playing good in some close games. I'm going to go with the Eagles. And finally, Buccaneers versus the Giants. I think Tom Brady is really excited to play the Giants, especially right now. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the Buccaneers. Again, I actually think right now this team is probably the best team in the NFC in the NFC period. Because when you look at the team with Antonio Brown and the weapons that they have, I got to go with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers as the top team in the NFC right now based on everything that they have going. And again, the Giants are just terrible. Sorry. That's it. Uh, Giants are just bad. And those will be my week my week 7 my week 8 picks. It's great that we're week 8 Continue to see stuff happen. Continue to work through the season with a long season yet to come. All right, I want to close the show talking about the Wisconsin situation. And for those that are not familiar, Wisconsin had six players test positive and six members of the team staff had reportedly tested positive, including the head coach, Paul Christ, and including the starting quarterback, Graham Mertz. Um... So what has happened now is that Wisconsin had to cancel their game. And this is the Big Ten's protocol that they have put in place saying, if we are going to do this, we're going to do it by our rules, we're going to do it our way. Remember how long ago it was when they were saying, oh, maybe the Nebraska and Ohio State could leave the conference as well as Iowa because they all voted to play and everybody else didn't vote to play. Remember when all that was gonna, like being talked about? It never happened. It never will. It never, it's never going to happen. So now that but Wisconsin and Nebraska, their game had to be canceled because of, they have an outbreak going on. They shut down the facilities and they just said, game's canceled. 
Big Ten has put in place. Listen, there is no room to reschedule. There's no wiggle room to have a delay. It's you play. If you can't, you don't. And they haven't said they're not going to do forfeits. They're not going to say, well, it's a forfeit here. It's just it's unfortunate for, well, I mean, Nebraska wasn't going to do anything as far as like, make a run for a Big Ten title this year. If I mean, I'm just saying that because Nebraska fans, I'm sorry, but if your team is going to play like they did against Ohio, Ohio State, which I get it's a tall task, but still, if you're going to play like that without having a good quarterback situation, you're not going to make a run for the Big Ten title. Sorry. Just figure that part out. So now we have a game which they talked about this. They said that any time a team cannot play, it's going to be a no contest. So no win for Nebraska, no loss for Wisconsin. It's just no contest. This is, and like Bob Ryan talked about earlier, and he said, when talking about the NFL, it's whoever can stay the healthiest, right? Whoever can make it through the season. Unfortunately, sometimes the teams that can make it through the season, the healthiest, when it comes to COVID, they may be the favorites to win. And he said it's sad, but if we're trying to play, obviously if we're trying to play sports, this is what you have to deal with. Like if you're trying to play and make a run, like now Wisconsin, you they may not even play three games now because you had to think about this. They had the cases come up and now they can't play Nebraska. They can't play Michigan. I mean, they just, they can't, well, that's, that's, sorry, let me take that back. The quarterback cannot play Michigan and probably his players that have tested positive as well. Per Big Ten guidelines, they said, if we are going to play, you have to, like, then anyone test positive, they're done for 21 days. 21. Okay, the rule of thumb, like, like when I had tested positive for this thing, I was out for, like, 10 or 10 or 11 days, and my work was saying, come on back. So I was like, okay. I mean, I was fine. I wasn't, like, dying or anything. I know some people out there are or have or had that feeling. But at the end of the day, I wasn't dying. And the Big Ten has their protocol in place saying 21 days. They want to make sure that this thing is out of the system. And they're just saying if this is how it's going to be. you got plenty of players that have not opted out or anything. And now... You have to make the adjustments. So for Wisconsin, who's I believe they're ranked ninth in the country right now, they're gonna this is gonna drop them. And if they ever do play whoever, I mean they're not gonna be in they're probably not gonna be in title in the contending for the Big Ten title because there's so many factors. Like if Ohio State, let's just say Ohio State goes undefeated, runs the table, they beat Michigan, think whatever, and Harbaugh gets fired or like go oh, whatever. Uh, I don't want that to happen. I don't really know what happens at this point. I just fired Don Brown, but we'll see that game. I'm digressing. I'm going off track. I know it. But let's just say Wisconsin goes, they run the table, but they only play the five or six games. And Ohio State plays eight. Like There's nothing that they can do. There's nothing that, Ohio, that Wisconsin can say, well, we should be playing for the Big Ten title. I mean, they may be, I think they, play, they would play based on the division, but... Can you make them make the a call to actually, you know, be in the college football playoffs too? So you have those scenarios as well. Can they make that call? I don't think you can. See, when it comes to the college football playoffs, you can make this work when it comes to, hey, everyone gets tested before we leave. We get on the plane and we get retested again. We keep getting tested. 
and we stay in the hotel for like five days, whatever. Now, as long as we are everyone staying together, not going out or anything like that, we'll be fine. That is how you can make the national championship work. For these games, this is this is a problem. Big Ten, again, you're going to see it. And Illinois, because Wisconsin played Illinois, they, they haven't done anything. They haven't, sorry, they haven't had any tests. No positives going into the game. No positives after the game. So it's something that's going on in Wisconsin. And that's that's the bottom line. Now I know there's been there could be false positives and he's probably gotta do a little more digging, but they pretty much said Nebraska's canceled. Like we can't play that game. Not because of one guy or the head coach being done, but because of all of how many people are done. Like twelve people within the facility are out with COVID. So that's that's pretty much how it is, and that's how it's going to be. And t- and long and again, like Bob Ryan said, whoever stays the healthiest, and it's a sad but truth, whoever can stay the healthiest, you're going to see them probably be contending for championship, like for NFL, for the for the Super Bowl, for fo- college football, for the playoffs. You know, there's so much that goes into play, but it's about health in this season. At the end of the day. That would do for today's episode of One Done Radio. I want to thank Bob Ryan again for calling in, having a great conversation with him. Uh, any questions, comments, facts about the show can be emailed to number one at yahoo.com. Follow the show on Twitter at One Done Radio. And subscribe to the show on iTunes and Spotify as well.